Hello and welcome to FSU Conversation, where we highlight FSU's School of Communication, its students, alumni, and happening in the industry. I'm your host, Mary Sylvia Hinnett. And I'm your host, Jesse Colgrove. Today's episode is gonna be a little different than our other episodes. So over the break, Jesse and I got to brainstorming on how we can help our FSU peers when it comes to just knowing more about the School of Communications. Jesse and I both did undergrad at FSU and majored in public relations. We also both did the Pathway program and are now graduate students at the School of Comm. We currently both hold positions on the Director's Ambassadors team, an in-house communication team for the School of Comm under the guidance of Dr. Merle. So yeah, we thought we would probably be good resources for you guys to learn more about the school. We did post a Instagram story pretty much asking you all to give us any questions that you have, and we did receive a lot of feedback, so thank you so much for that. And with that being said, we will go ahead and hop into these questions. Jesse, you want to take over with number one? Of course. So the first question that we got was, what are some examples of what to include in your portfolio? So I guess I'll take this one to start off with. Kind of just include writing samples, design samples, resume, awards, class projects, really anything that's going to show off what you can do. It's kind of like a brag book for um, any future employers to see. So show off what you got, kind of include everything in there. Definitely. And I know like for a lot of people who are asking this question, you're probably trying to apply to one of the majors um, in undergrad. So probably a good example of something you would want to include is let's just say you wrote a really good essay in ENC 1101 and you want to go into PR. Well, PR is really writing based. So that would be a great thing to put in that portfolio. Let's jump to question two. So what are the different programs in the School of Communication? So we have four different programs. The first one that we have is public relations. I know when people hear this, they don't necessarily really know what that means. So Jesse and I are gonna try and describe each program that is offered. So with PR, you're pretty much the middleman between the media and an agency or brand. When you are in the program, you really learn how to issue statements, press release to the public. You learn how to work with journalists to answer any questions of the public interest. Um, you really learn strategic planning and how to work on campaigns and with the team. So it's definitely a good program, but I am kind of biased. Definitely. I mean, I loved personally, one of my favorite parts was the fact that we got to work with real life clients mm -hmm. um, in our classes. Uh, we got to create an actual strategic campaign um, for a client in the, I think it was the PR techniques class. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to present to a real CEO and that is some extremely valuable experience that I never thought I would get. So love the PR program for that. Yes. I'm sure all the other programs have stuff like that, Absolutely. but when you go into interviews, you can use that in your portfolio. But moving on to our next program. Yeah. So we also have digital media production, also known as DMP. Um, and in this major, you kind of learn the foundation skills of video, recording, um, that kind of stuff. You learn about software like Adobe Premiere, Photoshop, stuff like that. It's a lot of just digital media stuff. Yes. Something I'm not good at, but every person that I know that has come out of that program 
amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. You definitely get a lot of good experience and build your skills as far as I know from <laughs> yes. my peers who have taken, who have been in that major before. Um, so our next program is media communication studies. And this is kind of more of a general communication major. Courses talk about the history of uh, media communication, the changes over time. It's, it's just a very broad way to kind of touch on all the different aspects of communication. It helps you get a well-rounded understanding of how communications really got to where it is today. Absolutely. And then the last major that we do have in undergrad is advertising. Like personally, advertising really speaks for itself in its name. But I can tell you kind of what the classes do have to offer. They offer advertising, copywriting. You learn how to do graphic design. We learn a lot about consumer behavior, advertising sales, and advertising research. I personally took intro to advertising. And I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. It's so much fun. Personally, I'm not that creative, so I would not do well in it. But if you have that skill, all snaps to you. I completely agree. It's definitely not my forte, but all of the advertising classes that I took were so interesting. Like I was genuinely invested in all the material. Um, So I know that's a great major to be in. Also, not to brag on the School of Communications at all, but I do know a lot of the professors that do come and teach have had real world experience. So speaking with like advertising, the professor I had, he's no longer with us just because he retired, was Barry Solomon. And he worked in New York and he just accomplished all his dreams in the advertising world and then just came back to share his knowledge with students. And that's just so awesome in my brain. Absolutely. And you can tell all the professors are so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. I've loved all my experiences. I have not had a bad professor yet in the School of Communications. I agree. All right. So now let's move on to our next question. So that was on the undergraduate program. So now we're going to talk a little bit about the graduate programs that the School of Communication offers. Um, The first one is the one that I am currently in, which is Integrated Marketing Communication, or IMC. And this one, it's a very broad major as well. Um, It's kind of where students kind of feed into um, that are in advertising, public relations, cross-cultural marketing communication, any of that stuff. I think it's really cool because there's different paths you can take within that program. You can learn a lot about project management, um, strategic planning, and uh, digital production. So you kind of get the best of all the worlds of communication in there. I love it a lot. I'm currently in one of those classes, and I think it's also just super fun. But I took a different route, and I am a media communication studies major. It's a little different than the undergrad, because this one is a lot more research-based and you really learn about studying communication theory. Um, Like I said, research, you analyze a bunch of things like media content and media effects. Personally, I was never a research person until I went into this and kind of just knowing like how people talk to each other or like how somebody like chooses their identity, whether it's just their personal identity or their cultural identity. It's just so fascinating to me. So if you are a research person, or you're not, but kind of on the line, this will turn you into a research person. And then our last program that we have is PIMC. That's Public Interest Media Communication. Yes, and with that one, you really learn the foundational skills in 4K video production. Students learn to produce compelling moving images designed to address the range of social issues, whether that being 
documentaries, short films, very videography based. For sure. But it also does touch on some of the theory and the history of communication. It does. And then I know another question that came with, with the graduate programs was, can you explain what the pathway program is? And since we both did that, we can gladly explain it to you. Absolutely. So the pathway program is when you are a junior or a senior or a senior. I did mine late. I did it when I was a senior. I don't know. If I you, did as well. You did too. Um, and you get to take graduate level classes, but you get credit for it in undergrad and grad school. So it's, it's kind of like, nice. it's kind of like AP classes in that sense mm-hmm. where you're taking the graduate courses in your undergrad, like you would take college classes in high school and it would count for, it would count towards your GPA, it would t- count towards how many credits you've gotten, but it would also count towards credits for that, for grad school. I cannot recommend this more highly. I agree. <laughs> One of the best decisions I've made at FSU, for sure, it saves you money. If you have any scholarships in undergrad, those are very hard to come by in grad school. So saving that money now, fantastic. I was at the point where I could either graduate early or take a bunch of electives that I didn't really care about, that didn't relate to my life. Uh, I'm sure great classes, but not super beneficial towards my career path. So I got the chance to take these, they they count as electives. So I got to take these classes as my electives and that was just so much more fulfilling. I absolutely loved it. Also, I know at least with Jesse and I, I know when you originally started, you're supposed to be able to finish grad school in one year. Obviously, since we both started a little late, we're doing it in a year and a semester, but still like you're in and out, which is really easy for a lot of people. Cause I know some people will take that break and just go into the work life and then come back. But personally, again, I'm biased. And I think if I'm going to go to school, I'm just going to go straight to it. Absolutely. I feel like I know it works for a lot of people, but for a lot of people, it is really hard to come back to school once you've kind of established yourself in the workforce. So getting it done now is a fantastic idea. Agreed, agreed. (laughs) All right, our next question is, what does a good application look like when it comes to applying to the undergraduate programs? This is a very good question. So some good things to include are definitely some strong writing samples, kind of like what we touched on before. Um, depending on the different program, I would say, is what type of material you should provide. So like if you're doing PR, I would suggest doing a lot of writing-based materials. If you're doing advertising, maybe some graphic designs that you've done in the past, um, any ads that you've probably done with like an internship, something like that. It's okay if you don't have professional work already. Even stuff that you've just done on your own playing around, that works too. Yes. And I know like some questions like Jesse and I kind of asked ourselves when going through it was you do have to make your application personal like don't put don't try to make your application super what you think the school wants just make it very personalized and you and that's how you really get into the program definitely they want people with different interests not mm -hmm. we want different perspectives on ideas so we don't want everyone to have all the same interests and skills we want to see diversity so say your your passion lies somewhere else and you want to bring that into communication like fashion for example write about that like they want to hear what you're passionate about because you know that's what's going to make you a good candidate for the school is that passion agreed i correct me if i'm wrong 
but I know when we did our application, I don't know if the essay changes every single year, but there was an essay and pretty much you can write about like anything. Don't be that guy that talks about, I fell in love with PR when I was in fifth grade. And this is how I got into it. Because let me tell you, everybody else is writing that. Do not write that. Yes. What's going to make you stand apart from everyone else? Exactly. And there's absolutely something. Everyone's unique in their own ways. Everyone has different interests. Yeah. Show that to us. Definitely. Alrighty. Our next question. Ooh, this is a good one. What are some school communication clubs? So as of right now, we have FPRA, we have Ad Club, and then we have Lamba Pi Ada. All these clubs are very, very good experience when it comes to the real world. I know with FPRA and Ad Club, they both take networking trips, whether it being to New York, um, Boston, Chicago, they do one each semester. And that gives you an opportunity to network and like meet different agencies, kind of see if you like agency life or if you'd be better like in-house and also just build those LinkedIn connections. It's also really good. I know we both went on the New York trip and I think I can speak for both of us when I say this. We both thought that we could, we would love to live in New York. We thought it was going to be right for us. And although it was a beautiful place, Mm -hmm. absolutely loved it for a vacation, we realized that we were looking for something a little less hectic. Um, It's just, it's a great way to see what works for you. I also had a very different impression on the types of agencies that I wanted to work for until I went to go visit and my perspective completely changed. So I think getting yourself out there on those trips is a great learning experience for you about what you like. Also with FPRA, and I think Ad Club does a similar thing, but last year I was president of FPRA and we would hold bi-weekly meetings where we asked different professionals in different fields to kind of just come in and speak to us. So whether that be somebody who wants to learn more about crisis communications or someone wants to learn more about diversity and inclusion or what's the difference between in-house and agency we would get different professionals just so students can get a better understanding. So they're not going into the real world blind or unaware of everything. Right. We also, so we also have Lambda Pi Eta, which those meeting structures are very similar with bringing in uh, professionals, but it's more general. It's because Lambda Pi Eta is for anyone in the School of Communication. It is an honor society. So you have to have above a certain GPA, but it's for any of the programs. So we're going to be learning very broad things, how to create a good resume, how to create a good portfolio, how does grad school benefit you, stuff like that. And it's also just also a very good networking experience. Definitely. Alrighty. What is our next question? What should you do before applying to the School of Communications to boost your chances of getting into the School of Calm? Oh, I have a really good story about this, actually. So sorry, I'm going to put this on you guys. So in case you didn't know, which you don't, um, I was a transfer. I came into FSU my junior year. So I applied late to the program, but also I was very behind. I did not know I wanted to do PR until I stepped foot on FSU, just, you know, college crisis, everyone gets it. But with me knowing that I knew right from the get go, I was probably behind from everyone else who was applying. So what I did, and if you don't know, like, if your application is good enough for it, or if like, you have enough, like outside curricular activity, they like to see you doing things outside of school. So I joined three different clubs, like I joined women in like the world which is pretty much women in like communications it's wise yeah 
Women in Technology and Communications. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, I joined FPRA. I joined Ad Club. I joined everything I could possibly do just to boost my resume. That way, when I went in, I had some sort of knowledge on what a good resume looks like, what they're looking for in an application, how to build my LinkedIn. I just made myself become very knowledgeable of what PR was. So when you did turn your resume, because I think that is one thing that you can turn in on your application, it shows that you have all this experience or you're very involved. So involvement is definitely a thing you should do. Definitely. I mean, I joined clubs like Her Campus as well, which mm-hmm. is um, an online publication. Um, and even though it's not directly related to the School of Comm or any of the particular majors, it's just super beneficial because you learn good work ethic, you learn how to be a better writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with you as well about joining clubs. I also cannot stress networking enough. Yes. Networking is one of the most important things that you can do to succeed, whether it's applying to the school, whether it's applying for a job, anything. That is going to get you so, so far. Don't Mm -hmm. be scared to reach out to people. Show up to those club meetings. Talk to the person at the desk next to you. Like, you never know. They probably are scared to do it as well and want someone to talk to. Um, definitely make those relationships because those are going to boost you very far. Also do your research. Like if you are trying to go into PR, you're trying to go into advertising and CS, figure out who is in charge of those programs and ask, just meet with them and ask for an informational meeting just so you can ask them, you know, what are you looking for? How can I make my chances better? You can even do that with an advisor. Cause I remember doing that because I was deeply scared. Absolutely. But also don't push yourself down if you are behind or if you don't have anything on your resume yet or if you're not involved in anything. Because again, as long as you are just yourself and you're trying and doing your best. And you're passionate and a hard worker. And willing to learn, you should not have a problem. No. Next question. How do you make the most of your time in the school of calm? So this is very similar, uh, a very similar answer here. Network, network, network. Um, Talk to your professors and classes. Get to know them on a very good relationship basis. Um, I've gotten to know several of my professors, which is not something that I thought I had the courage to do coming into college, but it's been so rewarding um, getting to know these people, there are so many opportunities that they have for you. Mm-hmm. Most of the professors are professionals or have been professionals in the past, but <laughs> they, they have a lot of people to connect you to that you, it's, it's just so beneficial to talk to those people. No, I agree. And every professor that you do have, when they say, if you need help with anything, just let me know. They like genuinely want to help you. I can't speak for any of the other colleges, but every single class that I've had, whether it be PR writing, um, PR campaigns, anything, whenever I've needed something, whether it being like a recommendation, asking my professor to look at my resume or just the sample that I wanted to send into an internship application I had, they were very helpful. They will critique your writing. They will help you with anything you need. They will give you different opportunities if you allow them to. Just remember, there are also people, because I mean, look at Jesse and I now. We were little PR kids and now I was so nervous coming into this. They gave us a podcast. (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, that's also what I was going to say too, is don't be afraid to take on leadership positions that scare you. Yeah. For example, in the PR techniques class, uh, Dr. Merle reached out and was like, Hey, we need account managers for this class. And this is the one where you're working on actual campaigns for real clients. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh no, like I could never do that. Um, That's not something I've ever done before. I don't, I don't know what to do. And then I sat and thought for a minute and I'm like, you know what? No, this could be a really, really cool experience. I probably won't get it, but let me just try. And I did. And I shot my shot and I got it. And it was so rewarding. Um, And I don't know. And same with directors, ambassadors. Don't be afraid to shove yourself into things. Even if you don't feel like you're qualified enough or if you're scared to do it, you never know until you try. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You move on to something better. Definitely. I completely agree with everything you just said there. I don't need, I don't need to add anymore. <laughs> okay. What are some ways to network? Wow. These are all like really good questions. I'm like loving this right now. Some ways to network for starters, LinkedIn. connect with everyone. You're a LinkedIn queen. Like something about hitting 500 people on LinkedIn just really gets me going but we don't need to talk about that. Some other ways to network are kind of what we've spoken on beforehand is just joining clubs, attending their events, look for fairs and other events that CCI puts on. Also, one thing that I will definitely tell you guys going back to LinkedIn, don't be afraid to like message people, whether it being someone in your career field, or like, let's just say there's a company that you really want to work for. Just something like Ask them to connect because they're going to accept it. Everybody wants to be your friend on LinkedIn. I promise it's not scary. And just shoot them a message saying like, you know, hey, my name is Mary Sylvia. And I'm currently a PR major at FSU. You know, I've read a lot about your company. I'm really interested in it. Is there any chance that you would have the time to meet with me? Um, Just so we can kind of talk about your company and what a typical day looks like for you. And nobody's going to tell you no. And if they do, they're not the right person to work for or connect with anyway. Exactly. So definitely LinkedIn message people. Do you have any tips? Absolutely. I mean, I agree. You're definitely way above me on LinkedIn skills. I'm trying to learn from you. Um, But absolutely. I I mean, I agree with everything you said. Just put yourself out there. Yes. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Absolutely. I remember somebody told me that at FPRA. That hit hard. It's that's literally been me these past four years in school. Honestly, that phrase right there, once you get there, like you get you're very gonna succeed. Used to it. Yeah. It's it seems scary at first, but once you keep doing it, you know, you're gonna be good at it. Just like anything else. Okay, next question. Okay, so our next question is what skills do you learn in the classes um, at the school of communication? Ooh. I mean, I guess it's very, very broad skills, leadership, writing. You learn pretty much the basic elements to get you going for the real world. You have your research class, like any other major, where you learn how to conduct research in the communications field. You learn how to write, whether that being copywriting or it being a press release. Um, You learn how to do graphic designing, pretty much whatever, again, it goes back down to the basics of what major you're in you learn all the building blocks for the real world I feel like all the programs in the school of communication are really cool because 
if you go through those programs, you learn skills that you can apply to different career paths. So even if you go through the whole program and you realize I want a job in some completely other field, you've still learned valuable skills within this, within your major. Yeah. Especially going off of guests that we've had previously, like Kate, she learned that she could open her own company just by the communication skills she built through the school of communications. Or we have Jared, who is in season one, he is in charge of PR over at Hinge, which is absolutely super cool. But it's like, you can go whatever way you want. And just going to FSU, again, me being biased, that's saying a lot. And a lot of people get hired at really good companies just because they attended our school. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so our next question is, what has been the most beneficial class in the School of Communication? This is a hard one because there's a lot of different beneficial classes and they all just kind of touch on different things. Me personally, I really liked PR techniques, just not to repeat myself again, but I did like that we got to work with a real client. Um, And I also really liked uh, PR writing because I thought I was a great writer, but I had no idea how many different styles of writing there are within public relations. I agree. I personally really liked PR writing just because like what you're saying, you learn the different types of writings you have. You learn how to write for social media. You learn how to build media kits. You learn how to do press release or just op-eds, which are opinion articles. Another class that I really did love that I hold near and dear to my heart. I know nobody else will get this opportunity, to take this class it was our campaign class our senior campaign class yes and pretty much usually so if you're taking that right now you're probably building a campaign but when we had the opportunity to take it we had it with our loving dr merle yes hi merle we love you and pretty much what we learned are just like i guess like work etiquette but you (laughs) learn about vulnerability you learn about empathy you learn about how to be transparent it's things that you don't normally learn in a normal classroom it's like real life stuff yeah like before I took that class I would have not thought of any of that at all yeah so there's also a bunch of guest speakers too we got to learn from a lot of people who mm-hmm. have who hold different jobs in the field of communication um, that study in the school of communication absolutely so definitely top two But if you're taking that class now, also really fun because you're just going to get to build another campaign. How do you get internships related to your career path? Honestly, I've gotten all of my internships and jobs that I've had so far through networking. I agree. Kind of just I've had bosses and I've formed really good relationships with those bosses. I went out of my way to get to know them and they've helped me get other positions. Um, so that kind of brings it back to the importance of networking. I, I definitely got every position I've had because of that. I would definitely say networking. There's also um, an internship board on the School of Communications website that offer different internships where companies will reach out to them and ask them to um, put it on the board. I've seen a lot of really good ones there. I've seen one for like the NFL. I've seen one for Saks Media. So that's also another good place to find internships. Another good one is Handshake, which is pretty much the school's version of LinkedIn. 
but it's mostly where you can just see different internships, whether that being paid, not paid. And I honestly found my first internship through Handshake and that was with Black Sheep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So very beneficial. So you do have a lot of options when it does come to figuring out how to get an internship. Yeah. And don't be afraid to reach out to your professors too and be like, hey, I'm struggling. I really need an internship. I don't even know where to start. They're all there to help you. Exactly. Also, I would suggest start taking internships as soon as you can. Because even though all the schools or all the programs only require you to have one, you're not necessarily benefiting yourself by taking one. I'm personally crazy and had six. Again, because that's I'm crazy. But also it helped me figure out before I did enter the workforce whether, okay, I don't want to do political PR. I don't want to work for a small agency. I want to go big. But I wouldn't have probably known that if I just only did one. That is something that I regret because I only did one internship. And my reasoning for that was I was so involved in other clubs. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be too busy. But overall, I kind of do wish that I did more because like you were saying, as soon as I started doing them, I realized what I, what I liked and what I didn't like. Yeah. I, I couldn't know before just from classes. You need that real world experience. But also if you like don't have like time to do an actual internship or you just like can't commute to an internship, there's a lot of different opportunities on campus. For example, like with FPRA, you can join like the exec board. Yeah. Or you could get involved with like one of the magazines. I know there's Clutch Magazine and Strike Magazine. And they both have PR teams and I did those. And that was also very beneficial. So you are surrounded by opportunities. Alrighty, we are on our last question. Yay, our last question is, what should you put on your LinkedIn? I'm gonna let Mary Sylvia take this one away since you are the LinkedIn queen. <laughs> We're gonna do a separate like episode for LinkedIn. Because <laughs> yeah. I will talk for days about LinkedIn. Um, they should really endorse me. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> so pretty much when it comes to your LinkedIn, I would just put any experience that you've ever had, whether it being like I said, an internship, um, you went to like a really cool event that had to do with the field that you want to enter. Um, honestly, anything, because that way, when you are applying to jobs and people go to your profile, they'll see all the stuff that you've been involved in. So then when you are applying to something, you're not like, well, I did this and then I did this, but then I also did this. Like they'll see that. I also highly recommend putting descriptions for every single position that you've ever had. Because again, that takes away from you just word vomiting to this person that you're getting interviewed by. I would also suggest putting just different like samples of stuff that you've worked on. So whether you wrote like a good article on something or whether you got placement with a magazine with like strike or clutch. Or if you won an award. Yeah, I would put that in the features for sure. That way people can see that. Yeah, well, that is all from us. Thank you guys so much for sending in these questions. They were all fantastic. They were. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to join us today. We had an amazing time answering all your questions. This segment is about to close. As always, make sure to follow FSU Conversation on Instagram for more information about future podcast segments and anything else about the School of Communication has to offer. Be sure to also DM us if you have any questions or if you want more advice 
on anything else in the future. So until next time, from all of us here at FSU School of Communication, be sure to always remember to keep the conversation rolling. Woo!